You don't just want a big audience, you want the right audience. And that's what we're talking about today in episode 45 of Social Media Simplified. You're listening to Social Media Simplified with Lara Wellman, the podcast for business owners who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow their business online. Something I talk to a lot of my clients about is how to grow their audience, how they can have a bigger pool of people to talk to in order to get more prospecting calls, more leads, more sales. And when we have that conversation, we need to figure out how you're going to get all of those people into your audience and have the right people in that audience. I invited Aaron Marshall of Chameleon OBM, who specializes in strategizing digital marketing and technology to join me on the show so that we could talk about growing an audience with intention. Let's jump into that interview now. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Aaron. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to have you on because I have been having a lot of conversations with people either in person, on my coaching calls, in Facebook groups that I'm a part of where people are regularly asking me things like, should I run Facebook ads or Google AdWords the way for me to go? I think maybe I'd like to start a vlog or a podcast. And you and I have had some really interesting conversations around those questions and why they're not really the right questions for people to be asking. Yeah, we have. (laughs) So one of the big conversations that you and I have is talking about the why behind doing these things, because a lot of people sort of ask me how to do a thing without being pretty clear about why they're doing a thing. And uh, so my first question before I even get started in talking about the tech or the strategy behind how to do something like a webinar or a podcast or like you said Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever is why are you doing these things or what is your desired outcome for doing these things and I think a lot of times the answer is like oh to make sales but it needs to be a little bit more specific and detailed than that. Absolutely. And that that is what people think. We all know that most of the people that I'm working with are looking to make more money. You know, there are the few exceptions where they're just looking to get more people to know what they're doing, but the most of them are trying to make more money. So we're going to just take that as a given and that's great. But unless you're more specific about how you're going to make that money or what you want to have happen, it's really hard to decide what kind of tactics you should be using to make that happen for yourself. Absolutely. And I think the biggest key is kind of like, okay, so I want to make more money. Who are you trying to make money from? And I know that sounds really callous because it's almost like we're saying, yeah, so who are you trying to sell to? Who are your punters as it were? But really what you want to know is who are we trying to reach with these conversations, with these ads, with these podcasts and webinars? Who are the people who will benefit from whatever gift it is that we have to offer. And then as a result of narrowing that down, then we can talk about setting up a messaging that works on a platform that works to reach those specific people. But the real big question is, who are we trying to reach with these sort of these marketing or online platforms? Who are we trying to reach with a webinar? Or who are we trying to reach with a Facebook ad? Absolutely, because not every 
tactic makes sense for every audience. Not every audience is primed for a webinar. Not every audience is paying attention to Facebook ads. So you need to really put some thought into that before you just decide to do it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the, the biggest piece of advice that I'm always giving to people is sort of don't put a lot of money or effort into a thing until you know what you want that thing to be or until you have a really solid idea of how that thing is going to work in your business. Because I think that we, you know, we see blogs or listen to podcasts that tell us how important webinars are as a selling tool and that, you know, like that a good webinar has like a 20 plus percent conversion rate. And we hear those numbers and it sounds really exciting. And we think to ourselves, we really got to get in on that because if I don't do webinars, I'm leaving money on the table. And I mean, yes, that can be true. But at the same time, don't forget that what you're hearing when you are listening to those podcasts or reading those blog posts is someone else's messaging that was designed specifically to reach you. And so when you think to yourself, oh my gosh, I got to do this immediately. Also take a moment to say, hey, wait a minute. I want whoever hears my thing to be as motivated to take action as I am right now. Absolutely. And it's an interesting exercise to sort of try to decipher what made you really interested in somebody else's messaging, isn't it? It really is. But I mean, again, that person who had that message that was so motivating to you, they put a lot of time into figuring out who it was that they were trying to speak to and where to find that person. So in other words, you were that person's ideal and target audience. And there was a lot of work that went into them figuring out where to find you how to speak to you, what would motivate you, what would get you really excited and amped up and ready to move forward. So the whole point about all of this is when you're listening to, say, uh, a Marie Forleo or an Amy Porterfield and you're getting really excited about what it is that they're talking to you about, that's what you want to provide to somebody else. And what you need to figure out is who that somebody else is and what things that you can present to them, talk to them about we'll get them as excited as you are. Yeah, and the, the absolutely amazing result of being that targeted and specific is that you are actually attracting people who want to hear what you have to say once, you, once you've done that, right? Yeah, exactly. So instead of short, kind of shouting your message into a void, like, so, uh, like as an example, if, if I went to like um, an Ottawa Senators game, and I uh, paid the people in the announcing box to kind of put my message out there, like in the middle of the game. Unless my message speaks specifically to the kinds of people who are Ottawa Senators fans, not very many people in that audience are going to be super motivated to take any kind of action. So a good example would be that, you know, there's this promo kind of thing that happens where if the Sens do a specific something, then you can get egg rolls from a place in Ottawa. And everybody goes nuts for that. But it's because they've already established that there's an overlap between Sense fans and people who really like these egg rolls. This promo might not work very well if, like, for example, it was at a yoga studio and everyone in there is vegan and nobody in there is interested in egg rolls. Yeah, absolutely, right? You know, understanding your audience and just because you're shouting out to a lot of people doesn't mean any of them are going to care what you have to say. Exactly. So, another piece of this puzzle is the fact that you can be more successful with smaller numbers if the smaller numbers are 
really great people. Yeah, like, I mean, not not in the sense that they're, they're people who are better people than other people, but that if they're a really great match for you. So it's kind of like how when you sign up for, say, a dating site. So back in the day, you just kind of wrote yourself a profile, you put it up there, and you were like, and then you just scrolled through, like, if you were interested in men or women or whatever, you scrolled through hundreds and hundreds of profiles of people who were the sex that you were looking for. Over time, they developed algorithms to make it a lot more pared down because really not every person who is the right sex for you is the right person for you. And so you got to narrow things down a lot more. Do we have shared interests? Do we have shared values? Are we uh, on the same continent? (laughs) Are we even in the same city? You know, that kind of thing is really important. And I think that that's the sort of thing that you need to bear in mind when you're building relationships with your potential clients is they need to fit a certain profile that is the kind of person who would be your potential client. And really, it's not that we're saying that anyone else isn't worth talking to. We're simply saying, talk to the right people, because then you're getting a better return on your investment of time and money spent on the process of talking to them. Because really, it isn't free to run a webinar. It isn't even free to run a Facebook group because you still have to be in there engaging with the people. And that's time spent that might have been spent doing something else. So all of these activities that you're doing where you're trying to connect with people, you really need to keep in mind that the more targeted and specific and strategic and tactical your process is for reaching out to people and and selecting which people to speak to, better it is in terms of return on investment for you. Yeah, because, you know, I might be able to get 5,000 new people on my email list if I give away a free iPad, but not a single one of those people might actually be business owners who are looking to work with a coach. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Whereas if you have a more strategic way of getting people into your list. For example, if you created some kind of giveaway or free download that was the type of content that somebody who was likely to want to have a business coach in the near future would be wanting to download. So a great example would be for for you, if you had some kind of a planning document or checklist or cheat sheet or worksheet, then the kind of people who are interested in that, you've already kind of eliminated anyone who doesn't own a business. And you've eliminated the kind of people who are like, look, I have a plan and I know what I'm doing. I don't need any help with this. You're actually, they've self-selected themselves as people who have a business and are looking to make a plan. So it's not that the other people aren't great, but they're not great for me. I don't need them on my list. I don't want to waste my energy sending them content. I don't want to send them content that they're not interested in, that they're just going to delete without ever looking at because they never really were the right people for me in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even even from a not, you know, hey, I don't want to waste my time or their time, just from a perspective of not having your emails marked as spam, The more people who are in your list who are not interested in your emails and are either immediately deleting them or marking them as spam, the more likely it is that all the emails you send out to everyone in your list end up in their spam folders. So even if the only takeaway you have from this is, hey, I don't want a bunch of people on my email list who aren't really interested in getting my email because the people who are interested will stop seeing it, then that will have been totally worth it to me. 
Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it's a reason that I often, uh, you know, once a year or so I see if I want to clean people off my list that never, ever open the content because I know things have changed over the years. I'm not necessarily the perfect fit for where people are now based on the fact that I've changed. And sometimes people aren't in the same place they were when they first signed up. Yeah. Yeah. That and the technology has changed too. So whereas previously the tool I use to send out my emails didn't use to talk to the tool that you use to open your emails. But over time, that's become a little bit more sophisticated and they are talking back and forth. So whereas maybe 10 years ago, you could have a list of 500,000 people and just send out email blasts all the time and not worry if only 10% were opening it. Today, that stat hurts you. So it makes it all the more important that who you have on your list and what you're talking about are matched. Yes, absolutely. So once you know what you're trying to achieve and who you're trying to talk to, what do you say comes next when people, like how do you make those two things into steps forward after that? I think that once you have a really solid idea of what your goal is and who it is that you're trying to reach in order to achieve that goal, you kind of have like some really easy steps to follow from that point forward. First, you're going to kind of create yourself a description that is really detailed about that, that who, right down to like what their interests are and where they're hanging out. Then when you want to put into place your different pieces, you can say, okay, well, so step one is really to kind of give them an idea of who I am and what I do. And that's where that kind of content that we were talking about before, the free checklist or the free worksheet or the free sample, I mean, if, you're, if, you're, if you have a product versus a service, can come in really handy because what you're saying is, people out there in the world, I have a thing that I do. And I understand that you're not just going to send me money without any kind of proof that what I do could be helpful to you. But in exchange for this thing, I would like you to give me your email address. They sign up for the free thing and you get their email address and then you can start sending them what's called a nurture campaign. It's part of a sales funnel and it's just the process of really not just jumping the gun and saying, hey, you wanted my worksheet, how about you hire me for $400 an hour? We really want to ease into you were somewhat interested in what I had to offer to making a full-on pitch. And so that's where that process comes in, where you kind of give them some value-added content. And that just means content that you're sharing with only these people who have signed up for this particular list. And it's content that really supports the messaging you're trying to make, which in this case would be, I am the best person to hire for this thing that you need and you really need this thing. Yeah, you're building a relationship at this point, right? You're saying, okay, thanks for letting me in. Now here's a little bit more about me. Let's make sure that we're a good fit to work together. Yeah, but you want to make sure that you're building your relationship with intention because you could easily be building a relationship by giving them Starbucks cards and iTunes cards and that wouldn't really promote your overall goal. So you want to make sure that you're doing things that get them to know you and like you and trust you, but you also want to establish your expertise and the necessity of whatever product or service or offer that you eventually are going to want to make. Yeah, absolutely. So that's great. So once you, you've done that, then you know that you're slowly leading them 
to that end goal, that end thing that you actually wanted to have happen, you're taking them step by step towards that goal. Yeah, exactly. So rather than they scroll through their Facebook feed and they see an ad that says business coaching and they think to themselves, oh, but I don't really need business coaching because I can't afford it or my business is doing pretty well for what I want right now or whatever thing, your ad is actually going to be something closer to, you know, here's a free checklist to make sure that your business is on track for your goals. And then that's something that more people are going to kind of want to get in on. It's a lower risk for them and there's less of a commitment to them. And then you can kind of slowly build up to where they decide, yeah, you know what? It turns out that I really do need business coaching. And isn't it great that this person was so helpful all along the way that now when I'm ready to take that step, I know exactly who it is that I want to take that step with. And then I've read kind of, I've read articles and blogs and stuff that compare it to this. If you just kind of have a Facebook ad that immediately goes to your pitch, it's, it's akin to meeting someone in a bar and not saying, hey, can I buy you a drink? Or, hey, would you like to sit down and talk? But saying, let's get married. You're not likely to have a lot of positive, like your goals aren't really going to be achieved that way because most people are going to be very reluctant to commit to something so huge with so little background information about you. Yeah, you need to get to know them first, but you have a drink, have a chat. Exactly. That's a really good analogy. And I think all of this ties really well together, right? So I'm glad that we were able to have this chat because I do think that people think I need more clients, I need more money, I need a Facebook ad, or I need more money right now. So uh, you know what seems to be really popular is I need a podcast, right? And so it's sort of knee jerk when they think, how am I going to do a thing? This seems to be a thing that works, then we should put them together. And so you and I uh, talk about this a lot and it's just really important to take a step back and figure out all the pieces and put together a strategy before you commit to something, anything that's going to take a lot of your time and money. Yeah, exactly. Because a podcast is an excellent idea, but it's really a great idea to also know what exactly you want to be talking about in your podcast to reach the right people who are going to take the action you want them to take. Because again, you can produce really, really massively popular content that tons and tons of people are going to want to listen to. But if what your goal is is not just to have a ton of people listening to your podcast, then you need to be a little bit more selective about what exactly that content is so that the people who are listening to it are most likely to actually take the action you want them to take, which doesn't mean that just having a podcast is a bad idea. It just means that you need to know that if that is in fact your final goal, because really there could be someone who says, you know what, my final goal is actually just to have 10,000 people listening to my podcast because I'm going to use that as social proof that I'm able to attract 10,000 fans. And if that's really your end result, then that's fine. But if your end result is, and then I want to sell them something, then you got to make sure that those 10,000 people are going to be the kind of people who might want to buy the thing you're selling. Right. Because if those 10,000 people all are teenagers and you sell a thing that costs $3,000, yeah, or, you know, or if, if uh, you know, your podcast is really popular because it's, uh, it's all about movies, but the thing you're selling has nothing to do with movies, then, you know, you kind of have like a, there's a disconnect between the two goals that you have. And you really want there to not be a disconnect <laughs> between 
what you're doing and what you want to end up happening as a result of what you're doing. Actually, I can think of a really good one. So if your podcast is like sort of like a chocolate lovers podcast and it's all about loving chocolate and really being into chocolate, but the thing you're trying to sell in the end is some kind of chocolate is the devil we want to stay far, far, far away from chocolate because it only causes trouble and problems, then those that's a huge disconnect between what your goal is and how you're attracting the kind of people that you're hoping to take the step that you have. Excellent. All right. So is there anything else that you want people to know? I know that you have a Facebook group, so I will be happy to link to that in the show notes as well as to um, how to get in touch with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Okay, great. Thanks. I hope you got a lot out of this episode and have some ideas on how you can be really intentional when it comes to your audience growth. I'm going to link in the show notes to Erin's website as well as to her Facebook group so that you can go and join her there and learn a lot more. And I invite you to come to the show notes at larawellman.com slash podcast slash 45 and leave your comments on what you're going to do next, as well as be able to find the links to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, I'll see you online.